Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today's the 18th of March. Lots to get to. The Lightning had a great week, picked up four points. Of course, we have March Madness with the top billing all over the TV channels this weekend. And we're going to be talking about the Bucks. What are they doing with some of their signings, both some free agents? And what are they looking for in the draft? The number here, 877-448-7901. If you want to email me, go to jimmybsports.com. Put down your thoughts, shoot them over to me, and if they're any good, we'll get them read on the air. We'll be right back to kick off the show in the gymnasium. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Hopefully everyone survived St. Patrick's Day and you had a safe and enjoyable day yesterday and getting ready for a huge weekend of basketball on the March Madness front. We'll be touching on that, obviously, but I want to talk a little bit about the Bucks right now, what they're doing with some of their free agent signings. As you know, a couple key defensive players were re-signed, two of them being Jamel Dean, he kicked off the thing uh, the week on Monday with uh, getting signed as well as Levante David. We were able to bring him back. So, you know, Dean was regarded as a number four top free agent in ESPN's top 100 active players. And of course, you know, Levante David was ranked number 14 on that same list. So being able to get those two guys back is really key for the Bucks defense. Uh, you have to be able to anchor the defense and you know, keep the score down on the opposing side as well as being able to score points on the offensive side. So um, we did lose right guard Shaq Mason. Uh, so we're not going to have him for the season. But we did pick up a couple um, a good signings, in my opinion. Baker Mayfield. Let's start with him. Uh, he comes down here from the Rams. Uh what he did with the Rams, it's a one-year deal, first of all. It's a one-year deal worth $4 million. It does have incentives that could push his earnings up to, I think it's $8.5 million. It's not, you know, it's not starter money, but it is what they call prove-it money. And, you no, know, Mayfield gets a, a true shot to be able to revive his career. He did show some promise with the Rams last season. He was claimed off waivers. If you remember by the Rams last December, and then he was actually placed as a team starting quarterback. Um, Matt Stafford was on injured reserve, and he went two for two as a starter. So, you know, earlier in the season, he was with the Panthers, went one for five in, 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 the, in the games. So is he the answer to the Bucks long term? I don't know. I don't think he is, but you never know. We have him. We have Kyle Trask. So I guess you're going to have those two guys going head-to-head for the uh, starting position. 
after, of course, Tom Brady will no longer be with this team. What are your thoughts on that? 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com. If you want to shoot me an email and let me know uh, what you think of the Mayfield signing. Again, what it does, is there a risk to it? It's very low risk potentially high reward because Mayfield's biggest issue has been the interceptions. So he threw 64 regular season interceptions, the most of any quarterback in the league since 2018. But there's also questions, has he matured? Did he mature with Cleveland, the team that drafted him? And then, of course, with the the Panthers, but then when he went to the Rams, uh, people, his teammates seem to really like this guy. They call him the ultimate teammate. And is that someone that we can build on? Well, here's what I think it's going to be. So you're going to have some guys that are going to enjoy playing with him. It's going to be a, 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 little, a little bit different than it's been for the last couple of years. Obviously, no one in their right mind can compare him with... Tom Brady's accomplishments on the field. Now, what you can say is that this guy is going to bring a little bit of a a different feeling to the offense. You have the new offensive coordinator, Canales, is going to have some different plays lined up. You're going to see some plays that we haven't seen. Number one, because Leftwich isn't going to be around. And number two, you're going to have a quarterback that is athletic enough to be able to you know, get out of the pocket and make some plays running if he has to. So I think you're going to see some players being excited to have Mayfield on their team. And when you look at it that way, it really, the team goes back to the players' team and it's not really going to be Brady's team because let's face it, for the last couple of years, this was Brady's team. Everyone else was on... Now, second tier and you now whatever Brady wanted to do pretty much if he wanted to show up uh, for that week of practice, what days he wanted off, if he needed 11 days off in training camp. Everyone knows this story. We don't need to rehash everything. Uh, he did have some issues off the field, if you remember as well, that I'm sure had to carry over to the field. So all that's gone. That chapter of Buccaneers history is no longer going to be um, something that the players need to concern themselves with. It's going to be either Mayfield or Trask. And until Trask gets some reps behind him and is able to be able to go out there and and play, and it should be an interesting training camp to see what happens. But like I said, the the risk is low as far as the, the salary cap and, and what they offered Mayfield. But it will be a little bit exciting, like I mentioned, to be able to see the offense. I, I'll pretty much guarantee you this. We're going to score more than 17, 18 points a game like we did last year. That was atrocious with the offense that we had. Now, keep in mind, we did pick up, we signed some players. We also lost Leonard Fournette. We lost Cameron Brait. So, you know, is it a is it a a win or a loss as far as the free agency signings go? You tell me. Chase Edmonds, um, we picked up Chase Edmonds to a one year deal. Uh, now we released Fournette, like I mentioned. Giovanni Bernard is still unsigned. You have Rashad White, who's going to be the starter. It looks like at this point, along with Kashawn Vaughn. So. 
you know, what are you going to do with Edmonds? No, he's a player that I think is going to fit into offensive coordinator David Canale's wide zone run scheme. I think one of the things that we did not do as a team last year, and we mentioned this so many times on the show, was stretch defenses laterally. We did not do that. And I think that that's something that we have to do. He does have good lateral quickness and good cutting ability. And if he has to, we can also help on special teams, which we did. We do need some help on special teams as well. Is there a risk? I don't know. It's a million dollar um, for the veteran minimum. So I really don't see it as a as a risk. Uh, the good things, like I mentioned, Levante David, we're able to sign him. That deal is seven million with incentives that could push that to. I think they said eight million. Uh, now is that yeah we definitely needed to sign him and when you look at you know the, the price versus Eric Kendricks 13 million a year 10 million that Bobby Wagner got last year I think that we did good and I think it's a very fair market value um, by being able to keep Levante David uh, is there a risk well, you know one year older uh, he's 33 years old but he had over 100 tackles after bouncing back from my um an injury in 2021. So I, I do think that that was key, having him back here and along with Jamel Dean, who signed a four-year $52 million deal. Uh, I think that's I think that's pretty good. And again, we did well in that negotiating because you look at Jared Alexander making $21 million a year, Denzel Ward, $20 million a year. So yeah, I think that Jamel Dean's deal here is um, is pretty good. So uh, overall, I think that so far what the Bucks have done, uh, they also picked up Anthony Nelson as a linebacker, uh, two-year, $11 million deal. Um, Aaron Stinney, offensive guard, is going to stay. So I think what we've done overall is not, not spectacular. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you know, the best signings of all time. We able to keep some people that were key figures in our defense. We lost some offensive players. I'm not happy to lose Fournette, to be honest with you. Uh, I think he was a, a very intricate part of why we were able to get to Super Bowls the last several years and actually win one of them. Um, I am excited to see Mayfield, what he can do, the spark that he's going to bring to the team. And above all, I'm excited to see that the players got their team back and they don't really have to... Um, worry about the identity of the team. I think when you have the offensive coordinator, like we mentioned, Canales coming in here, it's going to be an exciting time for the offense to be able to um, restructure it, redesign it to be able to make it more appealing for the receivers as well. You have Evans. Now, he was used to playing with Johnny Manziel down there in Texas, and I think that Mayfield resembles Mansell a little bit, so it may add a little bit of a more pep in their step for people like Mike Evans. So let's see what happens there. Again, let me know what you think. JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email and let me know thumbs up or thumbs down with the re-signings and the additions. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1.
The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Going to jump to an email here. Kyle from Sarasota asks, Jimmy B, now that the Saints have signed Derek Carr and the Raiders have signed Jimmy Garoppolo, of Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, which one of those two do you think will be signed next? Well, that's a great question, Kyle. I think that, um, like you had mentioned, Jimmy Garoppolo did go to the Raiders this past week. Derek Carr went to the Saints last week. So really the quarterback window is is closing. There was some progress made with the Aaron Rodgers situation with the Jets this past week. He did go on um, the show there and, and say that he does intend to play for the Jets. So that was the first step for him to have the intention to go and play for them. So now what it's coming down to is are the Jets and the Packers able to work out all the um, numbers and whatnot? And basically, what should Rodgers be traded for? So as we talk about Rodgers, quite honestly, I'm so tired of talking about Aaron Rodgers. And when he went into his retreat of darkness, as he calls it, he said that he was 95% sure that he was going to retire and not play anymore. And I, for one, wish that he would have not gone into the darkness and kept that 95% chance of not playing. He would be all done because I, I believe he's just being very selfish, very arrogant. And he's basically holding the, the Jets <laughs> as a, you know, kidnapping situation because really the Jets' hands are tied. They have to go all in with this guy right now. They... Um, you know, I guess what they're what they want. The Packers want a first round pick that the Jets have this year. It's the thirteenth overall pick. So you know, and then something in twenty twenty five. If in fact Rodgers plays in twenty twenty four, that's what the sticking points are right now. And you know, I cannot see the deal not getting done after uh, all this time and whatnot. Now, there is no time frame for this to get done. So, uh, really, the Packers have the ball in their court right now, and they may take their good-natured time with it and, you know, make Rodgers, you know, just think a little bit (laughs) of um, all the decisions that he has or has not made. Uh, But he will not be playing with with Green Bay next year, it looks like. So uh, your thoughts on the Jets? And and Kyle, like you said, do I think it'll be he signing first or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson is a whole separate uh, deal in itself. Don't forget, Lamar Jackson turned down a $133 million offer from the Ravens, guaranteed. That wasn't enough for him. He wants a $250 million package similar to uh, what Deshaun Watson 
I think, was able to get. And I got news for you. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it should happen. And I hope it doesn't happen because you don't know if Lamar Jackson is, is healthy. And basically, he quit on his team last year. If you asked me, as Baltimore is trying to make the playoffs, he said, you know what, I'm shutting it down and you know, I'm not quite sure when I'm coming back. But yet he wants this outrageous you know, package deal and you know, representing himself, he thinks it's in his best interest of doing that, which is a whole other story. So who do I think will get signed first? I think Rodgers will get signed first by the Jets only because the Jets, the, there aren't any other quarterbacks out there after all these moves for the Jets to go out there and get. So if they don't give Rodgers you know, pretty much what he wants, which was basically a ransom note earlier this week when he said, when Rodgers sent to the Jets, oh, I want uh, Cobb to be signed. I want you to get Lazard to be signed. A couple other guys on there as well. One of them was, I, I do believe that the Jets did sign uh, Lazard to a contract. So uh, again, it was the um, the ransom note that that Rodgers gave to them. So the Jets have to do something. And I think that they'll figure out that a first round pick, 13th pick overall, is going to be something a little bit uh, negligible when it comes down to finally signing this guy if that's the way he wants to go. So enough about the football right now. We'll, of course, update you as we go in that situation. How about the Lightning? They had a great week. They they beat the same team on the same ice twice up there in New Jersey this week. Um, four to three on Thursday night in a shootout, and then four to one on Tuesday night, which I thought was one of the best games that they played all year long. Um, they had eight goals in, in those two games, which was great for them. And of course, Colton and Stamkos had the uh, goals uh, during the game in the four three shootout win and. I'll, I'll tell you, if you look at this team right now, uh, if to say to go up there in Jersey this week and come away with four points, I didn't think they're going to be able to do that. And especially if you, if you look at, at Tampa, the, the Lightning, they're typically a first and a third period team where a team like New Jersey is usually strong in the second period. So you wonder how we were going to do in a situation where our weakness was the other team's strength. We did come out of it good, obviously. We'll take those four points anytime we can get them. We are now one point back behind Toronto. We have 88 points going into the weekend. Toronto has 89. They still have two games more than we do to play. We have 13 games left, and they have 15, obviously. So we'll be playing Montreal tonight at 7 o'clock. So if you're able to watch that game, uh, always interesting when uh, the Canadians are, are here in town. It's also Alumni Weekend. 30-year uh, anniversary, 30-year anniversary for the Bolts, and that's quite amazing. We've won three cups in those 30 years, and that's an awesome, awesome accomplishment for a hockey team in Florida. So um, where we're chasing right now, Toronto, we want that home ice. Although if you talk to the Lightning, they'll say it doesn't matter if you play the first two on the road like we did last year. Um, it, it, as long as we're playing the, the kind of hockey that we're used to playing and able to play, it doesn't matter if we have the home ice for that series or not, especially if we're 
uh, having penalty kill nights like we did on Thursday night against Jersey. We, our defense played well. We still have some issues on defense, in my opinion. Um, you know, since McDonough is not around, we don't have that stay-at-home defensive player, quote-unquote, that we, we've had in previous years. Hedman is starting to pick up his game a little bit. Um, I, I do question whether he's 100% healthy, but uh, we need him to be 100% healthy, obviously, down the home stretch and, and getting ready for the playoffs as we go. Talk about Vassie. You know, people say Vassie's not having a good year, and I think we got spoiled watching what he does between the pipes for so many years that when he may not be having the best season of his career, which obviously he's not, I'll be the first one to say that, but you look at the reasons why, and I think it's because with the changes in the defense and still trying to work out some some defensive uh, alignments that we have and defensive lapses. I think Vassy basically puts too much pressure on himself sometimes and is trying to make some plays that that even he isn't able to make. And am I worried about him? No, because when it comes time for the playoffs, this whole team is going to, you know, they flip a switch. They know what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. And that's something that a lot of teams aren't able to say. And I still maintain that if we would have had Braden Point last year in the finals, that we would have won our third in a row. Unfortunately, that's that's water under the bridge and not going to happen. But he's having a great year. 43 goals right now. Um, 17 power play goals. And you combine him with Kucherov out there, who's 70 assists right now. I'll, I'll go with um, 97 points. So Kucherov is just an amazing player, and he's the most exciting on my in my opinion, on that team. We need him. It's good to see Stamkos having a goal, like I mentioned, on Thursday night. And, you know, Stamkos is the captain, and they need him to be able to keep the team on that even keel. They need Kucherov's imagination out there to be able to come up with either a big assist or a big goal himself, which I wish he would actually shoot a little bit more. But Braden Point is the glue on that team that... Uh, he starts, he's the quarterback, he's the one, he's the point guard, if you will, that gets that team, gets that offense going. And when you have Hedman um, in there playing when he's on all cylinders, it makes them for a, a very, very formidable opponent, especially as we get down the stretch here. We'll address the defensive issues. I think that Cooper does a great job. Him and his staff know what buttons to push when they have to. And, you know, this team, they, they know what to do, like I mentioned, once the playoffs start. So questions, comments, 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com. Shoot me a question or email or a thought on what you think the Lightning need to firm up as we get into the uh, home stretch here. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Here's a real-life story that affects 50% of all of us out there. It's called divorce. 
If you've gotten divorced and now you're struggling to pay your bills and your credit card debts are completely out of control, you need to call this special debt relief hotline right now. We help people with all kinds of money problems caused by different life challenges, a divorce, a job loss, even heavy medical bills. Paid for by Debt.com. Call now at 800-810-4086. 800 810 4086 800 810 4086 That's 800-810-4086. Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. How are your in a couple hours here, you have San Diego State playing Furman. Now, Furman was a 13 seed, and they knocked off Virginia on Thursday, 68 to 67. It's amazing how Virginia seems year in and year out to not understand what it takes to win in the first round because more times than not, they're the team that gets uh, upset. Nonetheless, congratulations to Furman. They'll be playing San Diego State here in about two hours. You also have number one seed in the tournament, Alabama, will be playing uh, eight seed Maryland. Now, if you remember Alabama, they, um, they they didn't have much to worry about in the first game. Uh, but when they're playing a team like Maryland now, they need Brandon Miller to be healthy and ready to play. He's leading the team in scoring, 19 points a game as a freshman, eight rebounds. And I think that he only played, I think, uh, maybe 19 minutes it was in that first game. He is a little bit uh, injured, I think, with a, a groin injury. So we'll see what happens with him. But Alabama shouldn't have that much of a problem playing Maryland today. However, it should be a lot better than it was, a lot tougher game than it was on Thursday. You also have a number one seed, Houston, Playing Auburn, Houston was able to knock off um, Northern Kentucky, sixty-three to fifty-two on Thursday, and Auburn took care of number eight Iowa, eighty-three to seventy-five for that matchup tonight. Uh, Houston, you know, they have a couple injured players as well, so it's not going to be a cakewalk for any of these teams. Whether you're a number one seed or um, all the way down the line, Missouri playing Princeton. That's a 6 o'clock game tonight. Princeton knocked off a number two seed Arizona in the biggest upset so far. And if you look at Princeton, um, they did it at the end of the game. And their tough defense on on Arizona um, was the difference. So they'll be playing a Missouri team that beat Utah State 76-65. And then right after that game, you have Penn State playing Texas Texas is a two seed, and you have Penn State, who's a 10 seed. Now, if you look at uh, the games, Penn State was able to knock off uh, Texas A&M in a, in a tough game on Thursday night. I think the score in that one, if I remember correctly, of uh, I'm trying to think. I'm going to have to go back here to look at it. Penn State uh, was able to win 76-59. to 59. It, was, it was closer 
than than the score indicates. They're hitting some threes, so it made it look like it was a lot um, larger margin. Texas 81-61 over Colgate, and again, Colgate played well. Congratulations to them. But when you look at the game tonight at 7:45, Penn State, who finished second. In the um, the Big Ten Championship behind Purdue, they have Jaden Pickett, who's 18 points a game, eight rebounds a game, and 6.7 assists per game, leading the team in all categories. You look at them, their offense just this goes through him all the time. They give him the ball in the middle of the court and let him do what he has to do, finds the open guys, or just takes it himself. But they're going to have their hands full against a, a tough Texas team led by Carr. He's averaging 16 points a game, and you know, he's getting four assists a game, and uh, Allen, five, six rebounds a game. So that should be a good game as well. And this time of year, when you get into the March Madness, into the brackets, uh, anything goes. You can have a 16 seed upsetting a one seed. You don't see that too often, but uh, you will see some more upsets today. And I think that as we get further in, there'll be 16 teams left by the time tomorrow night rolls around. You have Duke playing Tennessee. Now, Duke's a five seed. They're one of the hardest teams in the in the tournament right now, Tennessee knocked off Louisiana in a very tough game, 58 to 55. So those two teams will be, you know, getting together later on today. You have UCLA playing Northwestern. UCLA was able to beat UNC Asheville handily by 33 points. Uh, Northwestern was a closer game, 75 to 67 against Boise State. Some people think that. UCLA could be a Final Four team. Uh, if, if you look at that team right now, you have um, Jacques averaging 18 points a game, eight rebounds a game. Campbell's getting five assists a game. So you're going against a guy, Boo Booey. 18 points a game, so it's going to be a it's going to be a good game for uh, Northwestern and the Bruins in this one. It could go either way. I think UCLA should win that game, but again, this time of year, all bets are off. You never know. So the madness continues. Who's your team? How are your brackets doing? I'd like to hear if you go to jimmybsports.com, shoot me an email if you want to attach a picture of your bracket so I know that um, it's true what you're saying. We do have people saying, oh yeah, I'm still I'm still in that um, you know, perfect, perfect bracket contest on ESPN. There's only, I think, 300 of uh, the millions that entered going into the second day yesterday so we'll see how that turns out but let me know what you're doing let me know how your brackets are going and we'll be right back to keep the show going on power 90.1 Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Have you had a chance to get up to Palm Harbor and watch the Valspar this week? Uh, Valspar Championship... 
at the Innisbrook Resort Copperhead Course. Two days done, coming into the third day. You know, you have a couple of names up there that will recognize Jordan Spieth, and you have Justin Thomas playing. Tommy Fleetwood uh, had a great two days, 68 and the 69. But then you have names up there in the top, the rest of them. Um, Adam Schenk leading, Kramer Hickok, Cordy Gibral, um, Wyndham Clark, Matt Wallace, a lot of people, a lot of names that you just don't recognize. I think that the LIV has really uh, done a number on people playing on the regular tour, on the PGA tour. So I'd like to know who your favorite players are and uh, do you watch them? Do you like the format of the LIV better where it's a shotgun start? Maybe something's a little bit more relaxed in the tour. Um, what do you think about all that? But nonetheless, if you go to the Valspar, it should be, uh, it was great Thursday and Friday as far as the weather goes. Uh, today, a little iffy maybe, but then of course the final round will be tomorrow. I think that uh, overall, they always do a great job up there at the Valspar. It's a tough course, par 71. Um, and you see some, you really do see some good shots, good golf, no matter where you go. It's just a matter of the names that are playing. If there are people that you like to follow and are willing to go and plop down your money for it to go see them. So I'd like to have your thoughts on the Valspar tournament as well as the LIV and the PGA in general. Also, congratulations to Jesuit local baseball team, high school baseball. The Salandino tournament was this past weekend and uh, this past week, I should say. It was spring break. Jesuit beat Sickles 5-2 to two in the uh, championship game down there at UT's Field. So great job to all the teams that participated. I also want to say congratulations to the USF women's basketball team. They had a great victory over Marquette. Two points in overtime on Friday. And now they get to play the number one team in the country, South Carolina, tomorrow. So um, the Lady Bulls don't have a heck of a lot of time to celebrate their victory. They need to actually play the game of their lives to be able to have a shot against South Carolina. That team is stacked, favorite to win um, the whole tournament. So good luck to the USF women in that one. Uh, also, I would like to know what your thoughts are on the sports going on right now with the Rays. The Rays are in spring training. Have you seen a game yet? Have you been over to um, Orlando? Have you been down there to the trough to see a game? What are your thoughts on the Rays so far? Who do you think is looking to be in the uh, lineup opening day? We're going to be talking more about the Rays as we um, come f closer to the first pitch. I think the pitching staff is shaping up to be strong as always. I think it will come down to the bats as always like it does for the Rays year in and year out uh, we're going to break the team down and see what cash has to go with this year guys as always that's all the time we have for the show I hope everyone is having a great weekend as always stay safe stay vigilant above all stay positive enjoy the madness this weekend of course get up to the Valspar if you can if you're able to watch the Canadians and the Lightning play should be a, a great hockey match tonight as well and of course the madness Take care. We'll talk to you next time in the gymnasium. You've been on the Jimmy B Sports Show.